We so, love raising I kids. I know. I mean, you're the reason why we tried it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, they had them there. So we went. I didn't know they had them season. in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have them in Hawaii. And they. we did not go to the Alliance. Sam is making note of this, by the way, because we're leaving in like a week <laughs> and two days. We're going to we're going to Munich for oh, an AVT. Right. They but did open one near Alani yeah. in Kapolei, I think. They did. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the, that we went to that one, too. <laughs> after, after our ABD, we will be in Honolulu at Alani for a week. And so I guarantee Sam is going to want a, 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 we don't... Three, a three-finger combo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> everybody to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and Sam as always it's review time again woohoo i am ready i have my favorite re- refreshment sitting in my hands right now for those who don't know that's topo chico we are not sponsored by topo chico but i wish we were because of the amount that i spend on topo chico but i'm excited yeah i'm excited to hear another review i, I think our neighbors would look at us funny if a topo chico truck started backing up like <laughs> once a month with your your cases of topo chico but let's head over to the listener review so this one comes from Burn VB, who writes a listening from the school car loop. That's something I'm familiar with. Yes. <laughs> Just discovered the DCL Duo podcast a few weeks ago after putting a final payment on my family's summer wish cruise. I am working my way backwards through the episodes. This podcast is really helping me make it through the long days until our cruise. I love listening to it in the car loop while waiting to pick up my kiddos from school. It is a special treat for this Disney loving mom. Thank you for making the daily grind so much more fun. Congrats on 300 episodes. So that was... Uh, ah, that's a while ago. <laughs> that was back when we had 300 episodes. What are, I think we're at like 360-something now. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but we appreciate the review nonetheless. And as I said, very familiar with listening to podcasts in the car loop waiting to pick up my son. So good review, Sam. Good review. Yes. Excellent review. Thank you for that. Thank you for the feedback. And keep listening in the car loop as we do. <laughs> Yes. And if you are out there listening and going, how do these reviews get on the air? Just head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star written review, and we will read it on the air at the top of the show as a thank you. But Sam, we got some great guests today and a fun topic. You want to intro uh, our guests? Absolutely. I'm super excited. These guests are no stranger to YouTube. They have their own vlog, their own channel with lots of subscribers. They cover all kinds of travel, including cruise travel, Disney Cruise Line, of course, our favorite way of traveling. And so I would love to welcome to the show The Tourist Trek, which is Brandon and Jen. Welcome, guys. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Good. We're so excited that you joined us for this show. You guys went on an amazing 10-night cruise from Vancouver to Hawaii. There might not be a better itinerary out there. Right. <laughs> Especially for I those of us know. on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Norway. Norway was a pretty okay, good fair. itinerary, Sam. It, there's a lot good. of really good itineraries <laughs> that are like tied for first. Let's put it that way. But before we dive into your honeymoon cruise... We've got to give our listeners an idea of your cruising background, Disney cruising background, Disney background. But we also got to tell our listeners about your YouTube channel and what kinds of stuff you guys put out. Yeah. So we are The Tourist Trek. We have our channel. It's called The Tourist Trek. It's basically theme parks, cruising, Disney cruising, mostly. And uh, yeah, we've been going on some pretty cool adventures lately. We started the channel like four years ago, and it's just kind of blossomed into what it is. But it's always cruise vlogs that tend to do the best on our channel. We've covered the fantasy, the wonder, 
dream. I mean, all, all the ships the of this one, the wish. Yeah. I actually proposed to her on the wish and that was on the channel as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a fascinating journey. The wonder was the only one that wasn't covered until now. And what a perfect uh, momentous occasion to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys. So how many cruises have you all been on, on Disney cruise line and have you ventured into any other cruise lines? So I'm at what? Nine. Yes. You no, just, yeah. You just finished your nine. Um, she actually went on the wonder prior to us meeting, uh, years ago, um, back when the wonder was out of Miami. Yeah. It was yeah. In Miami Cozumel, mm-hmm. uh, castaway. And then oh, she, nice. she got me hooked on Disney cruising and now I'm at eight. <laughs> so she's got one up on me, but the one ship I hadn't been on was the wonder. So we, it was her return to the wonder and then my fifth ship to go on. So it was, it was a cool occasion. Yeah. Wow. Have you guys tried any other cruise lines or are you strictly Disney when it comes to cruising? So prior to us meeting many years ago, I did go on Carnival out of Jacksonville. And I mean, if you've never been on a cruise before, then it's, you know, it's a toe in the water. But it was, yeah, it was a complete change when we when she took me on a Disney cruise. And I was like, (laughs) okay, this is this is the level that we're looking for. And to be quite honest, I haven't ventured out to another cruise line she hasn't ventured out to another cruise line because we just have too much fun on a disney cruise we've thought about it yeah but we just haven't done it yeah i'm sure we will down the road being that port canaveral is not too far from where we live so yeah now you guys are a young couple you live in the orlando florida area what made you choose going on a disney cruise for your honeymoon and what made you choose going out of vancouver nonetheless i mean you had to go all the way across countries (laughs) across to the Pacific Northwest and up to Canada to take this cruise. Why not cruise to the Caribbean? Why not cruise to the Bahamas and go someplace an hour away from where you all are? Yeah, good question. So we we actually did the Western Caribbean cruise on the Fantasy, that itinerary. We did the Eastern Caribbean. And then we kind of were like, let's go out and adventure out some new areas. You know, we've always gone out of Port Canaveral. We did go one time out of Miami, but we said, let's, let's try something different. And there was the cruise that popped up and we were like, let's, let's look at, look into this. And, and she always wanted to go to Hawaii. That was always a dream for her. So we're thinking, okay, Hawaii honeymoon right after the wedding, like Like literally literally, right after the wedding. And then Disney Cruise Line. So get a little cruise out of it, a Hawaii vacation out of it. And Vancouver, I've heard nothing but nice things about. So I was like, I want to check this out. And, you know, and, and it just, it lined up perfectly. It really did. So we, we had to jump on it. So, so did you, we'll skip ahead for a second. I just want to understand, did, after the end of the cruise, did you spend some time in Hawaii or was the cruise really your exposure to Hawaii as well? So we did spend some time in Hawaii. So the cruise ended in Honolulu and we did spend uh, two nights at the Alani Resort, which was another dream of hers. I was predicting this was coming my way. You know what's crazy is we were not the only ones to think that. There was a lot of people we saw at Alani that were on our cruise. So here we are thinking, oh, this is kind of a unique thing. But I mean, everybody was doing it. There was a lot of people doing exactly what we did. And then then there were some people that stayed at Alani and then boarded the cruise down to uh, the Southern Hemisphere. So it was yeah. kind of both ways. But yeah, we, we had to check Alani off too while we were there. We couldn't like pass that up. That just had to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. So Jen, tell us, where did you get married? And then how did you venture from wherever you were to Vancouver? So we got married down here in Florida at the Brevard Zoo. It's oh, in cool. Melbourne. It's my favorite zoo. 
So a lot of favorites for this wedding. <laughs> so we got married and then our parents took us to the airport the next day. We were absolutely exhausted. <laughs> I barely remember that flight because I was asleep like the whole time. So oh my goodness. <laughs> now, did you fly direct to Vancouver? Did you fly through Seattle? What was, you know, how did that work? We did Seattle, right? Yep. That way. Okay. So we, we it gets confusing, like all the layovers that we did. <laughs> yeah, we stayed in Seattle for like an hour and then boarded a smaller plane and just a quick jaunt up to Vancouver. Nice. And did were you leaving? I imagine you, well, you couldn't have left that very day on the cruise because that would be impossible with the time difference. And I've I've remember. seen the vlog, Sam. I've seen the vlog. <laughs> I'm in Vancouver. They would have seen totem poles in the aquarium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. So yeah, yes, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yes. so you had some yes. time in Vancouver. Where did you stay in Vancouver? People are always asking. You know, I know the answer to this too. <laughs> I know, Brian, I know that, but our, not all of, all of our listeners are going to know the answers to these questions, Brian. So where where did you guys stay in Vancouver and was it convenient to the port? So we stayed at the Pan Pacific. Yeah. It was very convenient. It's just a little dated. So mm -hmm. yeah, that, that was the first thing we noticed is that the the you're paying for the convenience of being right there at Canada Place. The hotel is is a little bit on the dated side. And, and we told ourselves, you know, being that this was our first time in Vancouver, you know, we wanted to make it as seamless as possible. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the next time when we do an Alaska cruise, which will end up happening eventually, we can venture out around the city and try different hotels and stuff. But yeah, it was it was we were paying for the convenience by going there. Absolutely. Tell us some of the highlights for you all in Vancouver. I know Brian already knows this, but, <laughs> but tell us, yeah, tell us some of the, we're, we won't talk about everything you did in Vancouver because if, if you, there's a ton to do, obviously, oh, but yeah. what were some of the highlights in Vancouver for you? So my big highlight, it's going to sound silly, but Florida doesn't get fall <laughs> and I got to see fall colors. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, it's so silly, but like, I was like so happy. So. Yeah, she was very enthused with the trees turning <laughs> leaves and the colors, and but the Canada leaves and the Canada maple leaf. Yeah, oh, the maple yep. leaves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we don't get those down here. So, and then of course I wanted to see the totem bowls. That was something I'm more of. I like the history side of things, so I like to learn learn up on yeah. different cultures of that nature. Well, and people don't realize that totem poles are actually specific to the tribes of the Northwest. Mm -hmm. They're not, yeah. people think that they are, you know, all indigenous uh, Native mm -hmm. American tribes, and they're really not. They're really specific to the Northwest, both in Canada and the United States. But yeah, so I, I love that. I think that's awesome. Okay, tell us about, you know, boarding to embarkation day. How how do things go when you, I mean, you're literally at the port when you're in there, your hotel, but how do things go with the boarding process? You all are obviously very familiar with how boarding goes in, let's say Miami and Port Canaveral, the other places that Disney, you know, most often sails out of, although now obviously Fort Lauderdale. How would you compare the processes from Disney's sort of more regular ports to Vancouver? I would say that Obviously, Port Canaveral was a well-oiled machine, like they've got it down to a science. And I would say that this one was slightly more chaotic than Port Canaveral, but that's come to be expected if it's not something that they do all the time. But getting on the ship was not an issue. We were one of the first boarding groups to get on. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was generally smooth. I would say that it was probably smoother than our time in Miami which oh, I felt yeah. like Miami was a little bit more chaotic because they made us park at another terminal and bust us over. And you know, we skipped over that whole process, obviously being directly above the port. But I would say it's, it's you, you go to appreciate like uh, Port Canaveral and their streamlined ability. And I'm hoping that for 
you know, Fort Lauderdale will be the same. So I feel like they needed just better signage where to drop your luggage off mm-hmm. because we had no idea where to go and they had to like tell us at one point we looked around go down the like, elevator go this way we, we were the only ones holding our luggage and we're like wait i think we've missed a step somewhere <laughs> uh, yeah well because you guys came from probably inside and other people came from outside right they probably just saw you know the lu- luggage drop-off signs were probably outside and yeah and i think yeah. we skipped that step <laughs> yeah <laughs> that makes sense well how was um you know you get onto the you get it through your security check-in and all of that. You go across the gangway. You're into the beautiful atrium of the Disney Wonder. Brandon, what did you think of the Disney Wonder? You had been on the, the Magic before, but not the Wonder your first time. Mm-hmm. Initial thoughts of, of her? I like it. I mean, it, it's 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 very... My first ship was the Dream. So I've always been very passionate about the Dream class ships. I'm. It's like home to me. I know where everything's at. The magic was a big departure from that, but in a good way. It was more intimate. And of course, the wonder felt the same way, just with a different feel to it, a different style, different theming. But yeah, I mean, it was it was exciting because then it's like, okay, this is our place for the next 10 nights. <laughs> this is this is going to be nice. And yeah, it was, it was a great experience overall. Awesome. Now, Jen, what kind of stateroom did you guys book? And how did that work out as far as you know your choice of staterooms? So we got a veranda. I will only want to um, go on veranda cruises. Um, the ocean view is not bad. We've never done inside. So veranda was perfect. It works out well because sometimes he likes to sleep in. So I'll just go out on the veranda and like chill. Read a so, book. Yeah, read a book. So yeah. Yeah, veranda is the way to go. Did awesome. did you make much use of it in Alaska? Because I feel like, or no, sorry, no. you're going to Hawaii. Yeah, oh, you're, going out, you're out in the. I was thinking, but out in the Pacific, Alaska, but out Pacific. In the, yeah. yeah, but out yeah. in the Pacific, did you did you make make much use of it? Because you had a bunch of sea days, of course, yeah, as yeah. we're going to talk about in a second. You your cruise starts off with a bunch of sea days and then ends with a consecutive port days, right? Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of cruise than if you're sailing in the Caribbean or the yeah. Bahamas in that way. Did you find you used the veranda? Um, particularly when you're out at sea in the Pacific. I think it was like day three-ish that I started actually using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the first few days, I don't like the cold. That's why I live in Florida. <laughs> like, So I didn't use it too much until like day three-ish. Yeah, because it, it was rather chilly. And then as each day passed, it got warmer and warmer. And then right. the sun started coming out. So it was more inviting on the veranda. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, this is... This is in September or October? So this was October. in October, first week of October. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was like the last week of September, the first <laughs> week of October that that she sailed to, to Hawaii. Okay, so yeah, the weather's not warm in <laughs> Vancouver then. It's not freezing, but it's oh, nothing, yeah. nothing like Florida. It's real fall weather. <laughs> as, well, they, had, they had the umbrellas out on the vlog. It was raining. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. you know, and you're out at sea in the Pacific. And I think what people don't always realize, the Pacific is colder and a little rougher than the Atlantic typically speaking it's also quite a lot bigger than the atlantic so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how, how were the sea conditions we've heard from some other folks who've been on this cruise and it sounded like they were okay but did you find them to be okay well she's the one that gets seasick yeah. on cruises i'll let you discuss i was fine i was so worried about like feeling sick because that's the worst feeling like being on vacation <laughs> and then like feeling sick so i was fine on this cruise which was i was 
really nervous about it. So. The, the first two days were a little rocky to what we're used to in the Caribbean, but it was not to the point where it no. ruined any vacations. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, I imagine you brought some, or at least for Jen, you brought some kind of seasick, seasickness yep. meds with you for just in case kind of situation. I took it every day just in case because <laughs> I was not going to get sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Listen, uh, if if it's predicted to be rougher, I take mm. medicine uh, preventatively as well. I think that's actually a smart way to go if you're someone like you or I who gets seasick in, in rougher seas. All right. Well, we've got to talk about some of these glorious sea days. And I say glorious sea days because I, I mean, I love, you know, love sea days. We're not going to go day by day because that would be, I think, like we could do, you know, as you did on your vlog, multiple episodes that would take multiple episodes of this podcast, of course. But I'd love to hear, you know, some highlights from your sea days and in particular, anything special that was done on board for, you know, this itinerary, because it is a unique itinerary. Of course, Disney does it and has done it in the past, but it's still, it's done, you know, twice a year, once there and once back, really. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I mean, they, they had so many cool, you know, unique things. And what we noticed is that there was a lot of um, Imagineers on the ship. There were Imagineers yeah. on the ship, and I think they were testing different things out, Um leading into the new Australia, Australia sailings. Um, they were doing all sorts of, I mean, they did the Encanto celebration, which caught a lot of people by surprise because we oh, didn't yeah. think that was going to be something that they were even going to do on the cruise. Cause I had heard it was on the magic yeah. and one, and that was pretty much it, but they kind of surprised it. It just showed up on the, the, the docket and we're like, Oh, we got to check this out. And when we were there, a lot of the Imagineers were hanging out back with laptops and just kind of observing <laughs> and we saw them auditioning some things around the, the ship different shows where they kind of blocked different parts of the ship off so you know people like us we find that stuff fascinating because we're like oh mm -hmm. a little inside scoop on you know what's to come and then they did one of the things i love and we haven't covered yet on the vlogs yet because we're still rolling the vlogs out was the uh stargaze oh yeah i don't know if they had done that on any other uh cruise but we did stargazing on the top deck and it was fascinating it really was it and was cool he had a, like a big laser yeah and he'd like point stuff out it was oh, really cool. awesome yeah and and we the whole time we're thinking okay they're they're testing stuff out in a new market and this was kind of the first step of that but yeah. super cool I'm trying to think what else we, we what time of our, night was that at was it like really late or was it it was after dinner it was after dinner so you're looking at like I think it was 11. Yeah, it was pretty late. It was like 10. It was very dark. And mm -hmm. they were pointing out all the different constellations, reading up on like what what forms a star, that sort of thing, which once again, never did that on any of the Caribbean cruises. So we were kind of targeting the things that we've never done before. Yeah. So really cool. And they had some really cool, unique offerings for Hawaii. Yeah. We had the naturalist who was actually from National Geographics. Oh. And he gave presentations every day at sea you know, taking care of the oceans, that sort of thing. And then the history and formation of Hawaii. And then, of course, we had hula dancing. Oh, hula dancing was so much fun. <laughs> oh, I like, I like every it. day. Like, oh, my it. God. They had lessons like every day? Yeah. yeah it was yeah. the same songs, but I was still like all about it. So yep. it was really cool. And they also had ukulele lessons, mm -hmm. which not good at <laughs> rather <laughs> difficult but no it was cool they showed how to play the different you know notes on a ukulele and like we played the volcano song from lava the, yes yep, lava yeah. i can play that one yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah i so i i 
I have had had been actually. I, I stopped taking lessons recently, but I had, been, I had been taking ukulele lessons for I don't know a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah, wow. and I love I love Sam playing. Got hooked at Sam got hooked at Alani. I got hooked at Alani. <laughs> yeah, sense, I got yeah. I got hooked at Alani in twenty twenty one, and I yeah, and so I I decided I actually wanted to, take to be fair. I got hooked at Alani and wanted a ukulele because I was learning to play the guitar and the ukulele True. was so much easier. And then we got home and Sam started taking lessons. And then I, <laughs> yeah. And then I stole the ukulele and started taking lessons. And I still, I, the only reason I stopped taking lessons or have paused taking lessons is I'm just too busy with work yeah. and with the podcast, but I love it. And I can play lava, not perfectly, but I, <laughs> but I can play, I have to look at the sheet music to play it. I, I don't have anything memorized at this point, but yeah, the ukulele is, it's, it's not, it's easier than guitar because it's only four strings, yeah. but it's not easy. It's, you know, it's no. not easy. And I'm horrible with, with musical instruments. And <laughs> I just was like, this is, yeah, I'm just going to strum away. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's I awesome. I thought you not switching your fingers though. Yeah, I yeah, I saw yeah. that on your YouTube video. I saw. That. I can't multitask at all. So, so the idea of strumming and changing fingers was like, no, I, I can't do this. <laughs> Not musically gifted in that sense. Yeah, well, and you've got it. Yeah, it's the coordination between the two hands at the same time, and yeah. It's it's it is not an easy thing to do. I I, I give kudos to all the professional music musicians because this is like not something that is it's a it's the extreme of multitasking and mm-hmm. it's n- certainly not the easiest. Well, any other fun stuff? Do they do any any Hawaiian food types types of presentations or or any other local so, um, Hawaiian stuff? Yeah, that was one of the things that we thought based on history mm-hmm. that there would be more Hawaiian flair dinner menus and things of that nature. We didn't see too much of that. On there was cruise. none. Yeah, there was, I, we didn't get a single Hawaiian menu on any of the nights. We had our traditional menus, animators palette, you know, Tiana's, which that was our first time at Tiana's, which is, you know, nice for us. But yeah, it, it, there was no Hawaiian menu, which when we did the research, there was a lot of Hawaiian menus that were used in the past. And I'm not too sure why that was, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, no specific Hawaiian menus. We didn't really get a lot of Hawaiian flair until we got to the islands and yeah. actually got off the ship and tasted some of the food there. So awesome! Now, did you guys have um, a pirate night on this itinerary, or did, and and I can't remember if this would have been it, but I know that some folks had. I think it was on the Pacific Crossing. Maybe had the new Marvel deck party. Did you guys get a taste of the Marvel deck party? No Marvel Earth? deck party. However, Marvel characters appeared on the ship. Mm. which threw us for a loop because we're used to the Marvel day at sea right. on the East coast. And we were like, wait, is that Thor there? Like, what's yeah. he doing here? Yeah. <laughs> it, it did catch us by surprise, but there, we didn't get an official pirate night. No, there was no pirate menu. No, it was like, they did the stage show. I mm-hmm. think we didn't go to the stage show cause we've seen it so many times, <laughs> but if it was fireworks, we would have went. Yeah. yeah. There was, there was a kind of a, I don't know how to describe it. It was like pirate, night light (laughs) it was it was was there for people who wanted it and the characters came out in their you know pirate gear but it wasn't like a full-blown i don't did they even play the pirate music on the show i don't i didn't think they did like in the halls or anything Mm -hmm. like that it was just to give you a flair because the the talk on our facebook group because we followed a facebook group prior to boarding was that there was not going to be any pirate night whatsoever so the fact that we got kind of a version was actually kind of a plus in our yes so yeah. Did they do any fireworks at sea on your cruise? Ah, yes, the fireworks. So so it's actually we're laughing because it we haven't 
discuss that part on the vlogs yet. But basically, what happened was there was supposed to be a fire uh, firework night. What was it? Was it? A it was, new show. It was, it was a new show. show. It was a new show, and once again, the Imagineers were already on the ship for the Encanto celebration and other things. They were there for this new show, whatever it was. We couldn't quite get a name from anybody of what it was going to be mm. called, but they were saying it was a new, exciting show that we needed to see and all that stuff. So everyone came to the deck. I think it was on. Was it Honolulu night? No, it was, it was like two days before. It was the- Hilo. Hilo. It was, it was after our port day in Hilo. They said everybody to the top deck. And then I guess there was some issue with the show and they tried and tried and tried and they just couldn't get it to work. Um, so then they just brought a bunch of characters out and had a character palooza. Um, and then in the <laughs> middle of the night on our last night after we had left Maui, Kahului, we, we were, I want to we say it was asleep. like, it was almost midnight. And then yeah. like the fireworks just started going off because they have to dispose of the fireworks. So in the middle of the night, the fi- oh, we're hearing like explosions and we're like, what is going on? I was like, is that the fireworks that were supposed to happen a few nights ago? And he goes, <laughs> you want to go see him? I said, no. <laughs> so they, they had to get rid of them. But right. uh, yeah, they did it in the middle of the night on the last night of the cruise. So. Yeah. Well, we had heard some some information about how they had to load the fireworks mm-hmm. on at sea instead of, you know, at port because of so- something about the rules in Honolulu or Correct. whatever about, yes. you know, the explosives. And that's probably why you're probably right. They probably had to discharge them before you all docked back yeah. into Honolulu. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened is, is they did it in the middle of the night. And it was just like, well, I guess, you know, and we're used to it because where we live, we're not far from the parks. So we right. hear fireworks all the time. So it was <laughs> natural for us. But it was just funny because we're like, oh, there are the fireworks that were supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's hilarious. Well, I think that this is the perfect point for us to transition to talking about the ports, right? Because obviously, you, you know, we say, you know, when you're in Europe, the ports are the star. When you're in the Caribbean, the ships are the star. I feel like you have the combination where both are the star, right? Because yeah. of course, you've got all these sea days in a row, and then you've got all these amazing ports. What was your first port of call in Hawaii? Well, we, we docked at Hilo, and that's the big island. So we did all sorts of research on the Hawaiian Islands and how... Each, I did all the yeah, research. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she did all the research because we wanted to be on our own for the most part. We didn't do any through port, port excursions. We love port excursions through port adventures. But this time, being that it was in the United States, you know, we could easily get an Uber. We, you know, we can navigate pretty fairly easy. So we kind of went on our own, Jen did a lot of the planning of what we were going to do. And we found that we had way more freedom. We were able to do a lot of things that we wanted to do. And we weren't handcuffed to an itinerary, you know, a lot of freedom at at play, which was nice. We went to uh, Volcano National Park. I made it a goal that like the one thing I wanted to see was a volcano. I wanted to see the volcano and we went to Kilauea Uh Summit. Oh, so cool. I, I geeked out hard on that. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. And I think it had erupted like a month prior. Yeah, you were really mad about it. <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, you could have waited one more month. And and we spoke to the park ranger and they're like, oh yeah, even when it erupts, we still have people come and visit all the time. They just close down certain parts of the park for safety. Mm-hmm. But that was fascinating. I mean, yeah. probably of all the ports, it was the most fascinating of all of them. Very neat. Yep. We went to go see the uh, sulfur fields where, yeah. I mean, it was just, it's like an alien planet. Like the plant life that grows there is fascinating. Mm-hmm. It was just really cool. Yeah. Really neat. Not, we don't get volcanoes in Florida, so <laughs> it's not <laughs> something you, we see. 
Did you find it was easy to get around on your own? I mean, without a port excursion, obviously it's the United States. So mm-hmm. everybody speaks English. Signage <laughs> yep, yep. is all in English and all of that. The laws are the same, you know, the same mm-hmm. generally speaking, right? But did you find it was, you know, relatively easy to get around? Uh, yeah. So we rented a car on every island. Mm-hmm. So we could go on our own and we could use our GPS, which was great. Mm-hmm. That was the big car day, wasn't it? Yeah. We got they, a like, big SUV. Upgraded us. So a massive SUV. And I was like, okay, well, and takes up the whole road. But <laughs> that was a little scary. <laughs> yeah, that, that was probably the scariest part of the entire thing. But yeah, I mean, it was very easy to navigate. She had done great planning, you know, knew exactly how long it got from the port to get to this spot and listed out all the different food options that we could go to. And then, you know, how much it would cost on average for gas. I mean, she did some amazing planning and made things a lot easier, you know, and then I'm more of a spur of the moment type of guy. So when she gives me the plan, here's your options. You're okay, let's do that, that, and that. And we just made it happen. I was so. not going to be a port runner. You don't want to be on one of those videos that somebody no, else posts on no, YouTube no, you running. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. No, we'll, we'll, we cover people doing that, not us. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, Jen, what were the tools that you used to kind of do all this planning? Because it sounds like what you did was, you know, pretty extensive figuring out different places you might visit, figuring out, you know, food you might eat. And of course, how much time everything would take that sort of a thing. What what are the tools that you like to use when you're doing this kind of planning? Google. <laughs> I yeah. only use Google. <laughs> and then I did like, I even like looked at like how much an Uber would be. So I used the Uber app to like Uber and didn't, you know, go through with it. And then I use like Yelp and TripAdvisor to see like the food reviews because if we're going to Hawaii, we're going to like eat good food. But then I also had to be conscious of him because he's really picky. So I had to make sure there was like something in there for him yeah, to I, I don't, as well. I don't eat any seafood, so that kind of ruins some things mm. that she oh, would want to do. Yeah, Brandon, you're I know, I know. Me. I don't Tough. eat seafood. I know. Pacific Northwest and Hawaii. Oh man, that's I know. She loves seafood. So I was like, how can we like do where she can get a little bit of seafood? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not, you know. And there's a there's hamburger something. for Brandon. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a piece exactly. of pizza, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, she did it. She did a great job of planning it all out, and we we booked our cars through uh, Costco Travel, the car rentals. So, and which was great because you didn't have through them, you didn't have to pay until you got there. Yeah. So we oh, kind of nice. knew what how much it would be. And by the time we got there, then we paid. So we, yeah. and we could cancel at any point. So if something happened and we had to stay on the ship or whatever, we didn't feel like going out, we could always cancel with no penalties. So awesome. So you have a, a full day in Hilo driving around, seeing the beautiful volcano to Brandon's heart's content. <laughs> um, what was your second port of call? Then we went to Honolulu. Honolulu, yeah. Mm-hmm. Went to Honolulu, which was cool. Oahu, the island of Oahu. Basically, it felt like LA in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. There is a big city. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's it's kind of a breath of fresh air after what is it like seven days at sea to be able to say I can go to anywhere and get you know. We went to Raising Canes. We've <laughs> never been to Raising Canes before. We so, love Raising. Canes. I know. Canes. I mean, you're the reason why we've tried it. So. <laughs> <laughs> We, they had them there. So we went. I didn't know they had them in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, they have them in Hawaii. And they, we did not go to the Alliance. Sam is making note of this, by the way, because we're leaving in like a week and two days. We're going to, we're going to Munich for oh, an AVT. Right. 
They but did open one near Alani yeah. in Kapolei, I think. They did. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the, that we went to that one too. <laughs> After our ABD, we will be in Honolulu at Alani for a week. And so I guarantee Sam is going to want a, 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 we a, don't... Three, a three finger combo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to put this out there. We don't have them in Seattle. Okay. So that's why I need, wow. to, go to, I need to get the in Hawaii. So they opened one here, didn't they? Yeah. They opened one in Orlando not too long ago. And there was like lines out the wazoo to, oh, to go there. And I was like, well, we just had it in Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> Listen, when they opened Chick-fil-A in the Seattle area, yeah. there there were lines and there still oh, yeah. are like, oh, even, yeah. yeah, it's still. So if Canes came here, I feel like it would be the same. It would just, you know, it's just, just one of those, those franchises yeah. that people love and they flock to. Exactly. But yeah, we did that. We went to Diamond Head, oh, visited awesome. Diamond Head, which was really cool. We actually, we had a Jeep Wrangler that day. They, did, they gave yeah. us a Jeep Wrangler. They knew that we were on our honeymoon. They're like, we're going to bump you up to this because this is just a way more fun vehicle than what you booked. <laughs> and we had a Jeep Wrangler. We went to uh, Diamond Head and we felt, you know, after so many days at sea, we had to walk off all the weight. So we decided to go to Diamond Head Crater. <laughs> Climbed all the way up. <laughs> it was, that was really Aww. cool though. I mean, it's, it's kind of surreal when you're sitting in the crater knowing that this was back to my volcano nerdology, I'm looking around going, oh my gosh, to think what this would have been like many, many years ago when this was formed. Yeah. Really cool. Very neat. Great view of Oahu too. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Did you travel around Oahu then? I mean, Oahu is a big island. It's not as big as the big island, but mm-hmm. it's it's quite large and, and going around the island can take hours if you're stopping in a bunch of places. But yeah, Correct. Did, what yeah, did we, you guys do? So we wanted to, we kind of prioritized the list. So she had compiled some things that she thought would be very interesting. And we kind of prioritized it knowing we were going to be back here in a few days. We had told ourselves, okay, let's get the stuff we want to get done now. And then whatever we can push over to when we're staying at Alani, we can do that. And we chose to do Diamond Head. And then after Diamond Head, which that was on the eastern side of the island and past Waikiki, we ended up going to uh, Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Now, Pearl Harbor was most of the tours were closed at that point because it was later on in the afternoon, but we just wanted to make a presence there at Pearl Harbor. I think you can't go there and not visit it. It was one yeah. of those things we had to we had to go visit it and see it such a huge part in history. And of course, we love I love history. And then we even went and we had a Malasada. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we did. Because that was a longer port day. We it were, was yes. We had to get back on the ship at like 10 p.m. Oh wow! Which I've never had. Such yeah, a long that was. Day. We're not so used awesome. to that. We're we're used to having you know getting back yeah. on the ship and having dinner while out at sea. So it was weird to have dinner at the port. <laughs> yeah, still die. But it led to one of the most iconic memories. I think we're going to take away from the cruise was when we were at port. Oh yeah, this is good. Yeah, and we actually we were on our veranda. It was nighttime. And we're kind of looking out at the city and I I hear someone say, Mr. Brandon. And I kind of look over, I'm like, who's calling me? And it's our room state. Sat. Or yeah, sat. Our room hostess. I guess that's what they're called. What, what, state room yeah. attendant. State, state room attendant. Yeah. Thank you. And he was on the next veranda over cleaning their room. And he he and I just had a long 20 minute conversation <laughs> just talking about Hawaii and talking about where he's going next. And oh and and Jen, you just come out and you're like, who are you talking to? <laughs> and then Sat was there and his name was Sat. And we just had this whole conversation yeah. on the veranda. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you only get that on a Disney cruise, and and like you're not gonna get those memories on additional cruises out there. So it was just one of those magical moments where you're just kind of sitting there and we're talking about his life and his family, where he's from. And it was just, it was cool. It was a really neat experience. 
Really I love cool. that. I, that's that is one of the magical things about I think Disney cruising mm-hmm. is the the cast members are just so genuine and interested in talking to you about your lives and their lives and yeah it, it that's that's part of the part of the Disney magic of course. Quick question about the malasadas, yeah. which are donuts, by the way, for people who doesn't don't know what a malasada is. They are, yeah, they're 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 actually Portuguese. They were brought to the Hawaiian Islands by the Portuguese who were colonizers, and so they're, they're delicious donuts. They come sometimes filled or filled or plain, but the fillings tend to be like guava and other things that are you know very island flavors. Did you go to Leonard's for your malasadas or someplace else? That's my important question. Well, we did we went to <laughs> Leonard's, but it was the food truck. Yes. yes. It was the food truck version that we went to because I think they actually have a brick and mortar store closer to the main city, but they, we stopped they at do. the food truck. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the food do. truck is not too far from Pearl Harbor. That's exactly. the one that we always go to as well. And the lines are shorter. Yes. Yeah. And it's also yes. much closer to Alani. So if you're saying at Alani, there's a pro tip for people saying at Alani, if you're going to go to Leonard's from all sides, go to the food truck one that's. Not there's too there's far. one in basically like a shopping mall area, mm-hmm. like, a, like almost like a strip mall area. And yeah. They've got a bunch of food trucks there. One of them's Leonard's. The line is almost always like maybe three people. Uh, we hear the store line in the morning is especially like around the block and they sell out quickly and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. yeah. Did you try any shave ice? That's the other thing I wanted to know. Ah, yes. So we actually did have some shave ice. What was island? It the, was it Hilo that it we had? It was Hilo, it yeah. That was one of the uh, locations that she had listed as like one of the things we need to try. And it was on the island of Hilo. So when we came back to the ship... We did stop and get some shave ice there, yeah. which was fantastic. Remember, I had the lava shirt on. Yes, the, and they started playing the song when I was in there, and I was yeah, like, she, she oh. had, she had at the local business, she had the lava shirts, like oh, the oh, I lava you. And they had played that song while we were eating the <laughs> shave ice, which was really, really kind of fun. But oh. yeah, that was on the island of Hilo. So yeah, we we had to try that because we had to get the local. You know, we 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 didn't have a lot of Hawaiian stuff on the ship. So we're like, we need to go out and experience some of this stuff. Well, so, so here's the question. Condensed milk or no condensed milk on the ship ice? <laughs> Ooh, we did not have condensed we milk. We shared oh. it and I didn't know if you would want it. So I said no. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, played it safe. We played it safe for Brandon's palate. <laughs> all right. All right. It does. I will say this. I will say this. It makes it oh, so like I was totally against it. And I think it makes it so good. Anyway. It's really <laughs> if you like it more creamy versus if you like it like yeah. more icy and fruity. Right. Gosh. I I like the icy fruity, no condensed milk. And Brian likes the creamy flavor of the condensed milk. Um, I'll have to try it next time. Yeah. Okay, noted. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL 
Style Duo, so they know we sent you their way. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for sponsoring the show. And with that, back to our episode. All right, so you're on you you finish it on Oahu that day. Of course, you're going to be back at on Oahu in just a couple of days. But what's your third port of call? So then we went to Nawili Wili, which is on the island of Kauai, mm, which yeah. is the oldest island. And that was the coolest part of this whole island hopping thing is that we met locals that had never left their own island. That they say they've got everything they need, like the Uber drivers that yeah. we had and like the local locals in the restaurants, they were content with their island. They'll tell you how great their island is and how it's the best out of all of them. And Kauai was the oldest one, but had the most nature. Very fascinating. We ended up going to Waimea Canyon, mm-hmm. which was funny because it was very expensive through port excursions or the port adventures to go there. And we just rented a car and drove there on our own. We got to stop and take pictures whenever we wanted to on the side of the road. Really fascinating island. It was it was not the most touristy. So, you know, coming from Honolulu, where you've got everything you need at Oahu, and then going to this island was very, I don't want to say remote, but there were remote patches on the island where it's just you and the road and very, it felt like very country in some areas, like on one side of the island, very lush with trees and on the other side, very dry and barren. It was very, you know, once again, like the nature side of, you know, the island was really fascinating how they're so different, mm-hmm. so remarkably different. But Waimea Canyon was gorgeous. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it was the, they call it the Grand Canyon of the Pacific. Mm hmm. Um, but it, it's obviously much smaller than the real Grand Canyon. But oh, I've never been to the Grand Canyon, so I have nothing to compare it to. It was cool. I mean, it was it, when we were there, and we're, we covered it in our videos that will eventually be out when we get the chance to edit them down. But it is truly remarkable, like how that's out in the middle of you know the Pacific Ocean. It's really cool. It was it was a neat little area. Um, but yeah, like like we said, probably the least touristy of all of them. Yeah. I feel like people love Kauai for that reason. Mm-hmm. I, we hear, you know, a lot of folks from the Pacific Northwest go on vacation to Hawaii and many of them have been to, you know, Oahu, the big island and Maui like so many times. And so they start to sort of venture to Kauai. That's, that seems to be like the trend, I guess I yeah. hear a lot of people because it's less touristy than Maui, for example. Mm-hmm. Yep. But speaking of Maui, I assume that Maui, was your final port of call before, of course, docking in Honolulu at the end of the 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 cruise. But yeah, tell us about Maui. Yeah, so we ported at Kahului, um, which is the northern side of the island. And out of all the islands, I think they were the most welcoming of any type of tourism. Oh, they were so excited to see us. Yeah, (laughs) they were all out on the port waving at us. And something that was really cool that we saw that we had that we got the opportunity to witness is that the Disney volunteer program had gone out with all the crew members and they they gathered. It had to be, gosh, like 30, 40 people, crew members wearing their Disney volunteer shirt going to help Lahaina. So they they all got together and and they did like a big photo and then they all went while at port and that was a late port day as well. Mm-hmm. So we were there. PM we were there to eleven p.m. and they had gone to go help out the the victims of Lahaina. We chose to stay on the eastern side and the southern side of the island. So we chose. We I actually worked with someone who lived on Maui for twenty years and told me all the cool places to go. Mm-hmm. And he said you got to check out the lava fields on the southern side of the island. So we oh, went yeah. to the lava fields. And if you've never been there, it felt like an alien planet. 
We also had the most wrong car for that. <laughs> they gave us a convertible, which we wanted a convertible, but then it was so like low and then bumpy, it would have been good with the Jeep was, Wrangler. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The roads were very rocky because this is an old yeah, lava field from, yeah. from, oh gosh, I can't remember the year that the volcano erupted there. It was many years ago. And the, it's, you can't build on it. It's just mm-hmm. lava rock. And it was really cool though. It, the The waves made, the waves crashing on the lava fields made a really cool picturesque view of Maui. And we, we just kind of enjoyed that for a little bit. There was not as many tourists there because I don't think that was even a port excursion to go see the lava no. fields. Mm-hmm. And then we, everyone did the road to Hana. They yes. wanted to do that. So that was where yeah. a lot of people chose to go. We ended up visiting a small town along the road to Hana. So after the lava fields, we went back north, past the ship, past the dock, and then did about I would say a quarter of the road to Hana. Yeah. Stopped in a, a small town. To um, get some souvenirs from the locals. Some souvenirs. Wanted to help out local businesses. That was one of the things yeah. that we were really pushing for. And then, yeah, I ended up going back to the ship. It was a weird we night. We went to the beach first. That's right. We yeah. did go to the beach. We visited the Maui beach. Really, it was beautiful. Out of yeah. all the islands, you know, they all say that that Maui was probably the most Western culture. Very little, like there's little Hawaiian culture left there. It was developed really quickly and we well, it's saw a that very that big tourist destination it is yeah. it is yes whereas on like the big island there was still i mean everything was written in hawaiian you know they're right. very attached to that culture so it was really fascinating to see the different islands and their unique personalities and uh, yeah the beach was beautiful it really was yeah yeah we watched the sunset yep. and then i got cold and we headed to the ship, <laughs> 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 <back> to the ship. <laughs> listen it gets cold at night i yeah. don't realize off the pacific Pacific, it doesn't it does. like even in California. If you're in Southern California, you might it might be in like the upper 80s or low 90s during the day, and then it drops down into like the 50s at night. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. these swings of temperature. People, I think, especially from on the in the southeast, don't necessarily no. aren't necessarily <laughs> prepared for that. It's like permanent you, summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys just don't really have the. I mean, of course, it gets cooler at night when it's dark. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, when when we were in Florida in August and we had to get up to do runs and it was, you know, 90 some degrees during the day. So I felt like it was like 120. We got up at like five o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning. It's still pitch black and it's still 88 degrees outside and and 100 percent humidity. And I'm like living on the surface of the sun sometimes. (laughs) It is. I was just like flabbergasted because I'm like, isn't it supposed to be cooler when it's dark out? But no, it really I mean, it is cooler just not not 30 degrees <laughs> or 40 degrees cooler like it should be <laughs> but anyway it's cooler okay, so like when your oven is cooling down after <laughs> yes, yes exactly like yeah. you stick your head in the oven like yes <laughs> that's what it feels like right. well, wait, wait wait a second kids don't try that at home right. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well okay so you you guys finish in maui what a fantastic way to to sort of end your your port stops how is docking into honolulu and, and disembarkation yeah, so we went back to the same port that we were at at Honolulu, which was Aloha. near Aloha Tower, Tower, which was cool because um, they said that that is not a port that they typically port at. It was a busy day at port. We had a Royal Caribbean ship there. There was, I can't remember the other one. There was another ship there uh, using the main port. So we went back to Aloha Tower, which it's my understanding that's kind of a touristy area. It's like a, a revitalized area. It's not an area that that typically sees cruise ships, but it was really nice. I mean, the port was very nice. Getting off the ship was rather chaotic because it was a lot of people 
being dumped all at once um, in the air area. And because it's kind of an older area that's going through a revitalization process, there was a lot of taxis, there was a lot of Ubers. And we just found that it was a lot easier to walk toward Waikiki Beach for probably a few blocks and just pick up an Uber there, which is what I would suggest. Everyone was kind of huddled there and they didn't know, is this my Uber? Was this this person's Uber? Like we couldn't, a lot of people couldn't figure out who's was whose. So we just went away from the traffic and away from everybody else and just picked up an Uber there. And then that's where we ended up going to Alani. Yeah. We avoided that on the first time at Honolulu because we wanted to leave some surprises for the end. But that's when we went to, we actually stopped at the airport to pick up a call. Yes. But before that, remember our luggage was hard to find. It was. So like there's not enough room for everyone's luggage. You know, like you put the tag on there and they take it off. So like the building you get out of didn't have enough room for everyone's luggage. So we had to go to the building next to it Mm -hmm. to find our luggage. It would almost be easier just to take it off. At that yeah, time, we, yeah, we thought about that afterwards. We said, you know what, it probably would have been better to just take our own luggage off because I think that terminal, that cruise terminal wasn't built to handle. I mean, it was an older cruise terminal that's been going through revitalizing, but it was not able to handle the volume of luggage that was coming off that ship. So we had to leave and walk to an adjacent building where they had ours set up mm-hmm. for us. But we got all, all our luggage. It was just it was different from obviously Port Canaveral, where it's it's just you got to appreciate that <laughs> the oh, yeah. streamlined effect of it. Yeah. But we went to the airport and we decided, let's make this fun. Let's get a Tesla rental. This oh. was a dream. This was another dream of mine. So we <laughs> rented a Tesla, but never driven one of those before. Uh, and then we did. You have to learn how to open up the door handle because I'll 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 yes. be freely confess. <laughs> I got into an Uber and I was I ordered an Uber in Southern California just a few weeks ago, and a Tesla rolls up and I literally could not I could not figure. I mean, I'm I'm a passenger. Thankfully, yeah. the driver came out and showed me how to open. I literally couldn't figure out how to get the grab the door. Okay, handle. it's okay. Sam also can't figure out most of the settings on her iPhone, which <laughs> I understood was designed for a two year old. So there you go. Uh, Thanks, Brian. <laughs> anytime, honey. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, the Tesla, it was a little bit of a learning curve, but I found that it was very easy after a while to drive that. But yeah, we we drove the Tesla and we're like, let's have fun. Let's do let's check something else off this list. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a big thing for me. I wanted to always drive a Tesla. So we drove a Tesla and went to uh Alani. And it was it's something that I didn't think about when we got the Tesla though. Is this is said, exactly what I was going to ask. I bet they didn't have charging stations at Alani. So, so funny <laughs> you asked that. So we actually, when we checked the car out, they told us you it's at 70% battery. You have to return it at 70%. And then immediately I was like, oh, wait, I don't have a home to charge this in. How am I going to charge this? And she said, well, there's one supercharger on the island. And I was like, well, that doesn't help me out at all. Like, am I going to be waiting in line for this supercharger? She goes, well, there's malls that have charging stations there too. And I was like, well, okay, we'll give it a shot. The 70% lasted the entire two days we were there. And actually our last day there, we found that there was a uh, charging station at Alani in the top deck of their parking lot. Oh yeah. And and it was the amazing part free to charge. So we actually charged the Tesla from uh, I think it was like at ten percent all the way to a hundred, and it was completely free to do. It took a long time, it, but we did it while we were sleeping at the resort. But yeah, it was something you don't think about because you know, mm-hmm. okay, I always gas up the rental and then bring it back, yeah. so you don't get penalized. But they were saying that you gotta find a charger. Good luck, and when you use the app on the dashboard, it tells you well, there's only one on the island. 
So <laughs> it's like not the most convenient to get to. So, so. so this has been my hesitation because I looked at renting a Tesla in Orlando one time. Mm-hmm. So I figured, oh, we'll drive it over to Disney. They know they have some charging stations mm-hmm. at Disney and then we'll drive it out to the port. The problem was the Port Canaveral doesn't have any charging stations in the garage. And I had read online horror stories of people because if, if you let your Tesla sit without it being plugged in, uh, it's still making like, you know, calls back to the central computer yep. and all of this sort of stuff. And so the battery just slowly drains. I thought we're going to get back <laughs> after 10 days on a cruise and this thing isn't going to start. So, yeah, yeah. That, no. It's just something you don't think about because if you've yeah. never driven an electric car, you don't think about where am I going to charge this thing before I yeah. drop it off at the airport. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just not so, but it worked out for us. Thank goodness. Alani had chargers and they had quite a bit. It was like 10 charging stations. Oh. It was, it was a chore to try and figure out how to get the adapter to work on right. it. I was like, I, <laughs> how I, to plug I, it in. It's yeah, not just like plugging in a computer. Well, and it's funny because <laughs> I made a joke because Jen's, she was born and raised in New Jersey where you couldn't pump your own gas. Yes, for that. Own gas. So yes. I'm sitting here with the electric charger wondering, is this what it feels like? <laughs> to not know how to charge my car. Hey, <laughs> I always loved driving through New Jersey on my way to, to school. So I grew up in New York and I went to college in Baltimore. And so, of course, you know, most of that drive is through New Jersey. I loved filling up in New Jersey because I didn't have to get out of the car because every other place, every other state, you know, it actually to tell you, though, Oregon is the same way. You can't pump your own gas in I Oregon. To, I so. went to college in Oregon. Can't pump your own yeah, gas. And, and you don't gas. have to pay yeah. sales for that. Yeah. yeah, but it's nice. You don't have to get out of the car. It's actually a lovely, it's a lovely perk, I think. Um, and it's not like the gas is any more expensive because I'll tell you, gas in Washington is more expensive than in New Jersey. But yeah, I digress. Anyway, I got to hear, I, I feel like we've got to ask you about Alani because you hadn't been there before. Yeah. We love Alani. We're obsessed. We ended up buying a contract, a DVC contract at Alani. But what did you guys think you were there for two nights the the was it the cherry on top of a beautiful honeymoon i just want to be there right now like i just, <laughs> like, just want to be there like it's it was the best yeah it was two we only had two nights there which was clearly not enough but it no. was more just kind of like being able to say we did it because you know coming from florida it's not the easiest to get to it's a six hour time difference so it was one of those things that while we were there we wanted to check it out but it clearly two nights was not enough you need you need more nights in alani to really appreciate it but it was really it was nice it was absolutely gorgeous the merchandise was you know we we lose our minds over the merchandise (laughs) right oh my goodness it was very different and we have you know obviously we have the polynesian here Mm-hmm. And they have some crossover, you know, mm-hmm. Olumel and stuff like that over here, but not to the, like, I was expecting more of that, like some of the stuff that we see at the Polynesian Resort here in Orlando, but no, they had some very unique merchandise at Alani that you don't see anywhere else. Yeah. But, yeah. And the yeah. character. Duffy and all of his friends. I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's not enough gelatoni though. Gelatoni was her favorite. And, yeah. You know, Olumel is. Olumel is my favorite, but yeah. that's because he plays the ukulele, though. Right? Yeah, you know. See, I like Olumel too. He's just yeah. like very chill. Yeah. But no, it was it was gorgeous, and we had an ocean view room, yeah. which I had heard. You know, sometimes ocean view might be you know just a little bit of the ocean from your balcony, but no, we had a we very clear view of it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was beautiful, and everyone was so kind. I think it's so depend. I'll just say this about Alani. I think that ocean view designation really does depend. Yeah, because like we've yeah. we've stayed in one bedroom ocean views before, and it's really that the room is facing the pool area, and if you're out on the balcony and turn left, you can mm-hmm. see the yeah. ocean. Yeah, so yeah. it's not. 
yeah, you shouldn't arrive expecting to like look out your balcony and <laughs> be like Disney Cruise Line. Well, and, sometime, and sometimes if you're on the Awa Tower, which is the DVC side where we stay, if you're on the back of that tower and you're overlooking the Luau, Luau yeah. you actually might, well, currently you, you actually get an ocean view because they haven't yeah. built the tower that's supposed to be built next to Alani. Eventually, if, if something gets built there, it will not be an ocean view, but it is actually just a distant ocean view. So you can get a great view at Alani sometimes and not paying for an ocean view yeah, for right. a garden view, I think they call that or something like that. So. Really, all, all the views on it are like just in general, it's just gorgeous. I mean, you got yeah. like the the even just walking through the garden area where the pools are and the lazy river. We just we found ourselves walking and just kind of scratching the surface of it. We just we loved it. And we told ourselves like the next time we come and we'll go back there at some point, we we're just going to make that the focus. Whereas this was kind of like cruise, Vancouver, Alani, a little bit of everything kind of bundled into one big trip. We, we want to make a designated trip out there next yeah. time because it, it was yeah. definitely worth it. We went to Monkey Pod one of the nights, which was amazing. Fantastic. So yeah, it was it was a beautiful, beautiful, great way to kind of end the whole cruise because it was just go, go, go every day. But and we did have one more adventure that day. Well, the, that's right. The full day at Alani. Yep. The full day. We, we couldn't decide on our last day on the Hawaii if we wanted to spend the day at Alani or go around and maybe check one of the things off our list from Oahu that we didn't do the first port day. And that was Kualoa Ranch. On the uh, northern side of the island. Yep. So she's the a place that has completely eluded us now for several <laughs> trips. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. it was absolutely gorgeous. And there was a a port adventure that took you there, but it booked mm-hmm. up so quickly. So we told ourselves, you know, the one last day we have, we will make a dedicated trip to that side of the island. And she loves Jurassic Park. So like, yeah. and I love movies. So it was like a match made in heaven to go check it out. And it was so cool. Yeah, it was, I was like, I'm here. Like, <laughs> where are the dinosaurs? Like, this is so cool. Yeah. So it was, it was a really cool experience, and it was a long experience, but yeah. it went by quick. Yeah, it was just yeah. a long experience. So it is. We did. I forget the exact tour we booked. Jurassic Park experience, something like that. Yeah, because they have multiple yeah. tours where they show you the filming location yes. yeah. and all of that. Yep. Yeah, Jurassic yeah. They have a bunch of different ones where you can mm-hmm. ones where you can ride. You know, ride in like four by fours and things like yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was gorgeous. I mean, they they shot Lost there, the TV show <laughs> Lost, uh, Jurassic World, King Kong, King Kong, um, and then Jumanji, the recent Jumanji, the yeah. live action or not live action, but the um, most recent one with the Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, there was all sorts of really cool movie locations and I like that sort of stuff. Um, so it was really cool to kind of check yeah. that out. That was a good way to end it too. Our tour guide was awesome too. Like yeah. he was so passionate about it. Like, and then he played the music as we went into like <laughs> Jurassic Valley and I like lost it. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's how we spend our last day on Oahu and uh, yeah. And then we went back to Alani and then you know, very sad to leave Alani because yeah. we knew the next day we were spending the entire day traveling, which right. when you're yeah. coming back from Hawaii to the East Coast, you pretty much lose half your day. Right. You have so. a 12, 12 hours mm-hmm. plus you lose six hours. So 12 hours of flying, basically, mm-hmm. plus yep. you lose six hours. And of course, you have a layover because you can't fly direct from correct, Hawaii correct. to the East Coast. So, yeah. 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 We had our layover in LAX, which is always a journey at LAX. It was but such <laughs> a long walk to the second plane yeah. like oh yeah we, we got off the plane and that was like a 10 15 minute walk to yeah. the next one i was like oh my gosh I, I almost wanted to i in the back of my head i was like man how hard would it be to go outside to in and out burger 
because <laughs> I lived in California for seven years and I miss In-N-Out Burger. And I was yeah. like, it can't be that hard, right? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to chance it. <laughs> You're hitting all of our highlights for, hey, that's uh, what for I, food. Raising Cane's, In-N-Out. Right. <laughs> Whenever we go to SoCal, those are the places we tend to hit up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, overall, it sounds like you had an amazing trip end to end. Anything that sort of struck you as... I don't know, odd, different, surprising, something you weren't expecting, you know, any constructive feedback for Disney across this sailing or Alani? What would you think? Just Hawaiian menus. Yeah, that was the only thing that we were surprised by, the lack of Hawaiian flair or, and, you know, that sort of thing. Like the dinner menu was fine, but we were expecting some sort of like Hawaiian menus and it just didn't happen. But that's, you know, that's, it is what it is. Other than that, I mean, I thought the activities were, I mean, there was always something to do every single day, minute of the day. There was plenty of characters. We never felt like we were running out of character experiences. I almost felt like there was too much to do because I wanted to do everything. And then I was like, so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's there's lots of cool, unique experiences like the Encanto celebration, the ukulele lessons. Yeah, there was a lot of unique, even the entertainment was great on the ship. And we had Matt Baker, who's a comedian, performer, juggler, act. He was amazing. We had Taylor Mason, the ventriloquist was on there, which we've heard that he's been on your show before. I so. listened to it. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, he's so I mean, fun. A lot, lot of familiar faces, big acts. I, I would say the only thing was the, the lack of Hawaiian menus. I don't know what I would have eaten on it. But, but I would have been happy. <laughs> you probably would have enjoyed some Kahlua pork, maybe. There you go. Something. Uh, yeah. there, there's yeah. got to be yeah. something on there that I would have enjoyed. But yeah, that was probably the only only thing. But unique itineraries I, or unique, because this was our first kind of unique itinerary. Yeah. Because they've always got the Caribbean ones down yeah. here and the Bahaman ones. But yeah, we, we it was it was a cool experience. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, I, I think Disney misses an opportunity. I was really hoping on the treasure. I know, was it Moana's the stage show? We know that now, yep. correct? Yeah, Moana's the stage show. Uh, I know Coco's the restaurant. I know that's what everybody wanted, but I would have loved to have maybe seen those reversed and had a luau at sea. Uh, that would have been so fun. So That would be a really good idea. Uh, and I think Hawaiian food is very accessible to most palates. Like it, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I think that, uh, that could have been fun. So d- dear Disney, you got... You got one more ship, one more ship. I one guess more. you got you got two, but I'm not going on the adventure as far as I go. So, yeah, we got one more chance here, Disney. Let's 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 get Hawaiian food at sea here. Anyway, well, Brandon, Jen, why don't you take a minute to remind folks that we talked about at the top of the show about where they can find you and uh, you know follow your adventures? Yeah, so we are on YouTube, the Tourist Trek, T R E K, the Tourist Trek, and we have Instagram, Twitter. X, formerly known as oh, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm actually so. Thing, so that was one of the things that they improved on the ship at the dry dock was the internet speed. Oh, so yeah. I tested that out by tweeting out a lot of some of the events that were going on around the ship, and the internet speed was actually very. It was improved over what yeah. what they were using. Even the crew members said so. But yeah, the the Twitter, and then yeah, I mean we we're kind of all over the socials at this point, but TikTok. Too. Oh yeah. Um, so. But yeah, we do. You know, threads. Are you on threads? You on threads? No, we're not on. Th- <laughs> well, actually, were we on threads? <laughs> we were, but then it's more like <laughs> it's attached to your Instagram, basically. Yeah, yeah I think it's there. there. So like, She's yeah. the Instagrammer. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I do the Instagram. He does the Twitter. I don't know how to. 
do the same, same. I don't know how to do the Twitter or the, I don't know how to do the TikTok really either, but yeah, yeah, I do the, I do the Instagram most of the time. Um, he does a yeah. lot of it too. The most yeah. important part about Twitter is knowing where the block button is. That's like, that's the one feature. <laughs> that essential Mutant block. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. exactly. But yeah, it's, it's, we're kind of all over and we cover, you know, theme parks, Universal, Disney, SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, all that stuff around Orlando. And then some attractions in Orlando as well. Uh, and then, of course, cruises. And of course, the most popular that all our fans and subscribers love are cruise vlogs. They're already asking for more cruise vlogs, even though we haven't even gotten out all the Hawaii <laughs> ones yet. So, yeah, that's that's I guess what we're known for when yeah. we get spotted in the parks. It's always, you know, I'm when's your next? Cruise, yeah, when's yeah. your next cruise? When's your next cruise? <laughs> I don't know well, when. Let's, let's book it. <laughs> well, speaking of that, when is your next cruise? So we actually don't have one booked. At the <gasps> we do have one booked. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, we do. We do. We, but it's not for a while. It's the treasure. We have the treasure booked for an inaugural sailing. And then we, but that's for 2025. So this next year, we have locked out some schedules in our work schedule where we kind of are foreseeing a possible cruise. We we tend to book guaranteed a lot just for the financial reasons. And then when her job is allowing her to get off work and I and mine. I'm a retail manager, so it's hard to kind of get my schedule around the holidays. Is why we haven't really gone on a you know Christmas merry you know merry, merry time, time at yeah. sea. So we, we whenever our schedules align, we will book it. But we're 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 trying to narrow down some. We want to do an Alaska cruise. I'm open to a European Mediterranean cruise. I think that would be really cool. I even thought about, man, it would be cool to do an Australia cruise after this. Yeah, but, right? but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. The flights are kind that, of pricey. <laughs> they are, they are, yeah. Not worth it. It's crazy that we actually were able to book, was it the, was it the uh, Western Caribbean or Eastern Caribbean? I can't remember. And it ended up being like cheaper than some of the wish options out there right now. And I was like, all yeah. right, well, <laughs> I think we're, we're going to go with, with, you with know, the whatever. Seven nights instead exactly, of four night. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, it has been an absolute blast, Brendan and Jen, talking to you, getting to know you a little bit better, hearing about your amazing cruise experience. I will say, you know, let your viewers know if they need more content to carry them along. We're here. Yeah. Here. Absolutely. Hoping, to hoping to start making a few more videos ourselves at times. If, uh, Very good. if Very so, good. yeah. But, but, but uh, we are super impressed with your yes. pace of videos because we know, or I should say, Brian knows from doing YouTube videos ourselves that just video editing, video content is just a huge undertaking and takes a ton of time. So for for every minute of video that you're putting out, you're talking, you know, on multiples of that to edit that video and put it together. So we yeah, we totally right. get that and yeah and we and you're doing a great job of it so it, it uh, could just be also saying that i'm doing it wrong so we'll, that <laughs> but, uh, well you yeah. know it wouldn't be the first time so. editing is a huge undertaking and honestly it's it's probably the one thing that when we post something we we make it a point you know if it takes us a little bit longer to get it right yep. we're for that you know yeah. i'm not about yeah. rushing stuff out and you know as much as i'd like to have all 10 12 videos that we have out for this cruise you know it we're trying to get it just right because it's something that I want to look back on. It is our honeymoon. Yeah. I want to be able to look back on it and be like, that's, that's our honeymoon. Yeah. You know, yeah. And we, sh we share the burden. So like I'll pre-edit like mm -hmm. the, the, get the, the basics Clip. out of the way and then, He'll do all the other stuff. Fancy so. stuff. Fancy <laughs> stuff. I love it. You hear that, Sam? You hear that, Sam? I, I heard it, Brian. Yeah, edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for coming on and sharing your adventure with us. And for all of you out there listening, definitely go check out the YouTube channel there. And we just super, super appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DCL duo. Good night. Good night.